And so I was screaming, I'm so sorry forever. I'll never do that again. <laughs> forever. I love you forever. And this dude thought I was screaming about my ex-girlfriend For or something. Sure. He's like, buddy, <laughs> she's never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I am Dr. Lisa Lippman. I'm Richie Redding. And once again, Lisa, dear, you have made the internet come alive. Yeah. Friends of friends. You really do have uh, just a total knack for it. I do. Uh, I try. Yes. Well, no further. Actually, those are all my real, I have no real life friends. Those are all my friends. It's a real sad way to start the podcast, guys. (laughs) We just try to be honest. Well, I also like that I started to say with no further ado, and then you gave more ado. Uh, (laughs) So much ado. He's, in his own words, the dude from season one, episode two, Saving Sasquatch of Queer Eye on Netflix. It's comedian Neil Reddy. Hey, what's up? (laughs) What's up, homie? How's it going? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited about this. This my first dog podcast. Right? That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, really many of them don't exist and people need to appreciate. I know. I've been shoehorning dogs into every other podcast I do, <laughs> but this is not, I don't have to shoehorn. It can actually right. just come naturally. Yeah. So so speaking of, you are your father of a rescue, I believe, correct? Yeah. Rescue, her name is Forever. Uh, obviously, that wasn't her name when I got her, uh, but I named her Forever. My previous dog was Always. My last name is Ready, so it's Forever ready and always ready. <laughs> we love that so much. Always and forever. And could I suggest for if there's a third one, gotta get? That's good, but I, I think I'm going to go with you. So it'll be you ready. You ready? And that way, <laughs> when I say, I can say I love and then you. And you could always Tiffany Haddish it with she ready. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird it's a weird goal of mine, but eventually I want to have a full sentence, which is I love you forever and always uh, made of dog names. <laughs> wow. So, you... you I mean, that would really be something and also a uh, history just littered with dogs. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like kind of morbid, but also kind of sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, just both those things. But what's stopping you from getting them all at once? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of like having one dog. I'm very like, I like focusing on one I thing. Like and that. I don't have a yard. And I don't know. I just feel like yeah. one has always been better for me. I just feel more comfortable that way. Not that I don't love multiple dogs playing it. It would be fun, but I'm one of those like obsessive people. I just pick one thing to love and love it. That's like me. Yeah, that's a lot like me. I, I think, and, and I always say two dogs is four times the work. Right. It really is. Except also that she's constantly trying to get me to get another dog. And six times the poop. <laughs> I would bring home another dog, for sure. And a cat. I, I would. I mean, ideally, if this was a perfect world, I would have like a big like ranch type setup and I could just have all the rescues running around and playing. Now we're talking. Uh, But, you know, I live in the city and I don't have a yard and it's not really feasible. So we do need to discuss the thing that really gave you a boost. You were already a comic and an actor and you were on the, the infamous Saving Sasquatch episode, which I don't really follow the show, but I sure as hell look through your post about it. And 
Holy shit, did those queers hook you up? Yes, they did. Uh, they did a really good job. The whole show was just a really great, super sweet experience. Uh, yeah, before the show, I did I did some stand up. I wasn't really acting. I, the only reason I got I got a lot of extra parts because I had a long hair and a long beard. So I always played like terrorist number two I in was, the background I was, or something. Yeah, because like I, I have brown acting actor friends that are like, you know, you get pigeonholed. I mean, you really just walked into that. It's either wise man or Taliban king. Yeah, or like cab driver, which is another <laughs> one. I got a lot of cab driver auditions. And so I, yeah, and so I mean, I wasn't really doing, and then it was after the show that I kind of decided now is the ch- time to kind of, be serious about it. Is that what blew up the gram? Uh, the show, for sure, Queer Eye blew up the gram. Uh, that's, I mean, I was rocking about 1,000 people before. <laughs> okay. So. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> right. A lot right. of comedians have 1,000 followers. Yes. Lisa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I'm not going to lie and be like, no, I earned it through what, no, I, I was on a TV show that was on Netflix and a lot of people liked it and they followed That's me. earning it. So. That's earning it. That's, they loved you. Yes, they loved who you were. They but, loved you going from long beard to no beard. No beard and maybe uh, slightly closed off. I mean, very closed off to slightly less closed off. So they like that part. So I, I want to talk, you know, we perused your gram and I, I do think a reason that people really like to follow you is that you do, you're, you're a guy that kind of wears his emotions and like you really share the emotive stuff behind your work, which is why it made it so much cooler because, you know, you talk about it being special and you talk about the hard work, but then it made it even cooler when you got to do a campaign, uh, a beauty and the beast campaign with your dog. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, uh, that wasn't a, that was a, this is going to sound so stupid, but uh, Forever and I enter costume contests from time to time. Uh, they're not couple. They're not couples costume contests. They're just for dogs. But I dress up too. You got to sell it. Yeah, and so we've done that for a couple of years, and that was just one of the costumes we did: Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and then Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. Uh-huh. And. I, I made all these costumes from scratch because what? they don't make like dog <laughs> costumes in her size. So we put a lot of effort. And then when uh, I, I work with uh, the Petco Foundation for adoption stuff and rescue stuff. And so we, I just kind of use that picture to kind of help them promote, you know, adopting dogs and adopting rescues and, and uh, that kind of stuff. That's nice. What do you do with, with the foundations? Uh, I just try to use, I mean, they have a bunch of different things, but they have campaigns and we'll basically post about it and try to get people to sign up. And I also, the reason why I got involved with them is because I wrote an essay uh, a couple of years back that got the rescue group that I got forever from uh, a really big donation. So they had, to, they do this thing where they give away basically, I think a, million dollars a year hey. wow. uh, for this essay contest and they have all different levels and you know forever and i helped raise like 75k wow. for this rescue group so that's kind of how i got connected with them and i just kind of kept working with them it seemed like a good thing and and they do a lot of good and they have a lot of money and they put it towards the right things and so it seemed like a kind of a good synergy yeah and that's kind of it that was going to be my next question of how you got 75 g's for for the for the rescue would not have guessed grown man essay contest <laughs> yeah i mean it was basically how pets change your life and, and a lot of the stuff that you were talking about on the instagram with the emoting and the emotions that's not really who i was before and it's kind of been something that the show made me more comfortable with because I was a super closed off person, didn't really show 
any emotion and then through the show and through therapy and through dogs and through all these things, that's kind of how I've become that guy that you see on there. Um, just someone who's a little more open. And, and part of the essay was about how dogs don't have to be special. We don't have to do anything amazing. It like there's their mere existence kind of pulls us out of what we normally do in the day. And whenever we get like, whenever I get super bogged down, I'll go for a drive and just bring her, with me and I put down the window and then I'll look out the back and she's got her head out the window. I'm like, okay, in this moment, in this moment exactly right now, I'm actually not so bad. It, things aren't as bad as I think they are. In this, in this moment, in this present moment, things are pretty good. I got my dog with her head out the window and I'm driving and I'm alive and I'm breathing and it could, it could be worse. And so sometimes you just need those things in your life. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I just, I, I have them. I'm glad it, it you know, I, I didn't wait my whole life to figure that out. I got sober w with this guy. He's a, he's a classic. His name, well, th this guy had like 50 years of sobriety. His name was Pasquale C.O.D., Change or Die. And one of the things he always said was like, today I get to be the man that my dog thinks I am. <laughs> yeah. uh, I always thought that was just like such a great way to put it of like, man, if you could actually be as good as your dog thinks you are. Right. Oh, yeah. I know. So what was your childhood pet? Did you have a childhood pet that you really connected with? Yeah, we had a childhood pet. It was a small Maltese. It was a family dog uh, called Jackie. And we got it when I was just a kid. And it, he lived for 18 years. It was a... True. Yeah, it was crazy. And uh, yeah, and then when Jackie passed, we I got another Maltese from my parents and raised it just for a couple months when I was a puppy and then gave it to my parents uh, they didn't know it was like a surprise. They were just devastated after they lost Jackie. So we got him another dog and that dog is still around today. It's 16 years old. Wow. It's deaf. It's blind, but it's kicking. Yeah. It's wow. Still, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's special needs for sure. But that's kind of my mom likes taking care of it. And yeah. kind of her, gives her something to do during yeah. the day and they're just super bonded. They're all the ways together. So, and then I went years without having a dog kind of did the whole selfish person kind of thing and didn't really have dogs in my life and then one day I was hung over and didn't want to work and I, I worked for myself with I had a business partner and some someone in this music industry listserv that we were on sent a email saying that they found this dog and that I was going to get euthanized tomorrow oh wow and as a way to get out of work I was like oh I'm gonna go check out that dog even though I didn't want a dog. I don't want a dog, but I really don't want to work. Yeah, it was this whole thing. I went there and they said, I looked for the dog, couldn't find it. And then they said the dog had been put down already. So I had to call the lady and tell her the dog was dead. And then she starts flipping out. She's like, you got to go look again. And so I looked again. And then it, it turns out it was in this like back building. They had moved it like right before they were about to put it down. And then I saw him and that was always. And I saw him. He was terrified in a cage and he came up and he licked my hand and I was like, all right, I guess we're, I guess you're coming home with me. And I wasn't prepared to have a dog and that kind of was it. He licked your hand like, box him up. We're out of here. We're out of here. Yeah. He was the only dog in the whole place that wasn't barking or he was just terrified. He was in the corner terrified. I put my hand on the cage and he came up and he licked it and he was in this back room in this 
facility by himself. And I, I, I don't know. He just couldn't, couldn't leave him there. So what did he do once you got him home? Was he the dog that you thought he was? Yeah, he, so they wouldn't let me take him home because he hadn't been neutered yet. Mm-hmm. So I, he, that day someone came and neutered him and I came back and picked him up and he was just in a lot of pain. And I don't know what I expected from a dog, but he had been pretty badly beaten. It looked like he was just terrified of everything. Uh, every time a dude walked into my house, he would just go in the corner and pee. Like he was just scared. He was a scared, terrified dog. And so it took me a long time to kind of get him out of his shell, but that was kind of the process. Like he was never, he didn't know what steps were. He didn't know anything. And for the first week or two, I just kind of slept on the floor. And that was in my big partying stage. I was going out seven nights a week. And so he was the reason. So you probably slept on the floor a lot then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was able to like stop partying every night of the week because I had something to do and something to take care of. And that was it. It changed my life completely. Went from being this like selfish kind of asshole party guy to this dude that was like obsessed with his dog <laughs> and stayed home every night. And I worked for myself to Dog came to work with me every single day. That's awesome. So he came out of his shell for you. Yeah, and my buddy who I work with had a dog too, Max, and so I'd bring always around Max because Max was like the greatest dog. Yeah. And just super social and always kind of came out of his shell because Max was around and and kind of figured things out. But always was, he was just always terrified of dudes. He never, not that he would be mean to them, he just was afraid of them. Right. Every time a guy came in hot, even later on in life, he would kind of scrunch down, and it was just a, it was just a thing I could never get him out of. I was the only person or dude that he was cool with, like touching, head touching, right. and stuff like that. But he was all right with the ladies. Yeah, he was fine. He was the best wingman in the world. He would mm-hmm. only like girls, so every time I take him out, he'd find some girl, and he was super friendly with people, so he'd find some girl, go up to her, and they would check. His tag, I'm like, oh, what's your name? You're so cool and friendly. And it would say always, and they would laugh. And then I would walk up and like, hey, I'm Neil. And so I was like, it was a good conversation starter with random people. Send he was the in. best wingman in yeah, the world. He was so, yeah, yeah, he was so loving towards strangers. Forever, not so much. She <laughs> is, uh, there's like five people she likes and five dogs she likes. And the rest of the people she just ignores and the rest of the dogs she ignores. So. It's, I mean, it's great. She's not hostile. She's just yeah. aloof. No, she's not hostile. Like I, I look at the doggy cams at daycare and she's just sitting there like this on a pedestal and all there's like <laughs> chaos around her. And she's just sitting there like staring off into the distance. I'm like, <laughs> These dogs are so immature. Um, I got forever because uh, one of my ex-girlfriends, one of her sorority sisters, works for this adoption agency called Angels Among Us. She saw a post on a Facebook page and I just lost always, I think eight months earlier and I really wasn't in the mood for a dog. I just, it was one of those things that gutted, gutted me and I didn't think I could ever have a dog again. And uh, I saw this dog and I was like, I'll just go check it out. I got nothing to do. But I'd already, I'd already gone through the process with two other dogs thinking I was going to adopt them, but it just didn't feel right because I had never met the dog. I was just going to go online and pick a dog and then pay the fee and then meet someone and take the dog, but it didn't feel right. Okay, so it's not a guarantee then because before you said that, it seemed like idle hands is how Neil gets a dog. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I, I wasn't it's, doing It's never nothing. planned. It's always just, <laughs> it's, it's whatever. It's whatever feels right. Whenever to go meet forever and um, 
forever did not like me. She wouldn't come near me and she would growl if I got <laughs> near her. And I told the lady, I was like, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a good fit. And she, for some reason, she's like, just come back again. Uh, maybe if I'm not here, forever won't be as protective. And so I came back and she left and it was just me and forever. And she had two other dogs and forever wouldn't come near me <laughs> and wouldn't come. But she wasn't growling at me this time. She just wouldn't come near me. <laughs> And I was too afraid to go near her because I didn't want to scare her. Mm-hmm. And so I just ended up playing with her other dogs. And then she came back inside the house a couple, like 30 minutes later, and she saw me playing with her dog. She's like, how are you playing with my dogs? I go, oh, I, I was just, I'm sorry. She's like, they, they never go near any dude ever. They're, mm-hmm. That's like their thing. I don't know. They would. They can't even have like a male trainer. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. They just started playing with them and they were cool with it. <laughs> so Wow. Cool. She saw that as a sign, and then I, she convinced me that Forever was the right dog for me. <laughs> I took Forever home for the first three weeks. I still couldn't get Forever to come near me. And so I had to trick her to get a leash on her. I would have to open the door, and she would run out, and then I would kind of grab her and then put the leash on her. That's crazy. the only way she would. That's crazy. Wow. Did you work with a trainer or anything? Or? I worked. I just used all the tricks that I had learned from always because I took him to a ton of training to help get him out of his shell eventually. And so I, for forever and I just started – we have a trainer now, but initially I didn't have a trainer. So the breaker from the peen thing, I – I just basically put a leash on her inside the house. And every time I went to the bathroom, I brought her in the bathroom with me. Every time I took a shower, brought her in the bath. So there was never a mo- when we went to bed, I tied the leash around my hand and we mm-hmm. slept. So there was never a moment where committed. I wasn't within eyesight of right. her. And then one day when we were walking, she peed and pooped in front of me because she had held it for like 30 hours. <laughs> and I Bought a bunch of treats, and then that was it. Since then, she's been perfect. So Great. Wow. And how long have you had her now? I've had her five years. In one week, it'll be five years. Wow. So nice. she's been peeing in front of you for approximately four years now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, three like three weeks of lead time or of like a oh, dog yeah, takes a long time. being super aloof to yeah. you, that's got to feel like forever. It was the hardest three weeks of my life. I sent a lot of text messages to the lady that – adopted me like maybe this isn't a good fit because I've never had a dog not love me right away I've never had to earn a dog's trust usually if you're feeding them and they're you're around them you're the only person they just love you right away but forever if I was walking behind her and I I moved my feet too fast she'd panic and try to run away she was just terrified and now now you're her person now I'm the yeah I'm like the only one of the only dudes she just fully trusts and so now she doesn't want anyone around me she's a she's a cock block she's (laughs) the exact opposite of always (laughs) which is a a natural lead-in to uh we have prepared for you a personality test Cosmo style to better get to know forever so you'll answer these on a scale from one to ten if you would sir and, and, okay. and also show us your math. How manipulative is she? Uh, I would say a two. She's not very manipulative. Uh, she's super smart, but she's like the chillest dog I've ever had. She doesn't need anything. Like I have toys she never plays with. She doesn't really need to go out and play with other dogs. I'll take her out to the dog park and she just kind of does her thing and then comes back. And <laughs> yeah, she's just like sleeping. So I would say she's... Not very manipulative. Okay. She's very smart. Like she understands how to open the electronic trash can now uh, to get things out of it. 
So she's super smart. She watched me for a week, observed uh, me putting stuff in there, and then realized if she walked by and she put her head over it, it opens. And so now that's what she does. Funny, which leads us into another one of our categories, her problem-solving skills, which it sounds like is pretty high. Yeah, 10 out of 10. She's she's very smart. I She escaped from a training facility one time. <laughs> it was this dude that had this facility, and he had these 10-foot fences. And I told him, I was like, you have to watch her because she does this thing where – she pretends to be this perfect dog, but she just she's looking, she's observing all uh-huh. the time for weaknesses in your defense. <laughs> and lo and behold, she escaped. Whoa! Scary. How'd you get her? Uh, a couple people came out uh, after I'd looked all night and all day and panicked, and a couple people came out. And I told one of them to go back. I, I had a feeling she'd be by this spot. It was like ten miles away from where she left. But wow, it was Crazy. a neighborhood. There was a bunch of woods. It just seemed kind of perfect. And then, yeah, they went back to the spot, and then she eventually came out. And so, you think she was eating while she was out there? I think she did everything because she smelled really – I mean, it was the worst smell I've ever smelled on something. <laughs> so I think she either – maybe she killed something. I don't know. Maybe she just rolled around, but it was so bad. She is sort of wolf-like. Was, Have you done an embark test on her? Because I would recommend that with code WDDD. <laughs> okay. It's, and say fifty dollars. They they really yeah. <laughs> How do you know that? Oh right, because I listen listener. to the podcast. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we really are obsessed. I mean, we did it on Chloe, who's purebred, and it really is a ton of fun. And she's beautiful. She's got to have some what like husky or shepherd in her. Yeah, it's husky shepherd, and she has like yellow amber eyes, yeah. and so I mean, she maybe she does have something, and I mean, she does look like her haunches are very big. Yeah. Yeah. Like normally dogs have like a little patch, but I hers would are love like to her see that on her back. Can you yeah. imagine it comes back and she's 90% wolf? Like, oh my God. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, a lot of, I mean, people the dog park used to say she was part wolf just because of the way she skulks around and stuff, but she's, I don't know. They actually do test like how closely related, how much wolfiness she has on her. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really very I'll do cool. That. I think it really is very cool. I'm obsessed. I mean, and it gives you a lot of different health parameters and stuff. Did you find any doggy relatives for Chloe? Yes. Some, some distant cousins it is it is really fun because then you can get together with them and like have a play date and there's just really nothing more fun than getting together with your dog's family how weird would that be though i think our dogs are related it's amazing yeah well that's that's what people are on there for i mean they're just begging for it if they're on there for that dude it, you want that that linkedin message any day yeah, before you've got my I, dog's relative you're immediately my best friend well but if it's that or i think our second cousin is a serial killer can, <laughs> can you can you email me some sp- or, say, or mail me some spit? You can't email spit, it turns no. out. But yeah, <laughs> send me some DNA. Yeah, so funny. But I feel like like you're such a good test taker that you keep answering the next question because her street smarts. Was she ravenously hungry? I want to know if she ate while she was out there. She wasn't even that hungry. She's never even that yeah. hungry now. She, I, I, like I said, she's so chill. Like she'll eat when she's hungry. I can put two servings of food in her bowl. She'll eat half of what she normally eats, and then that's it. Well, in my head, she ate a woodchuck while she was out there. <laughs> she had to have ate something. I, I I mean, I feel like she was like, this is my time. I'm going to do something. <laughs> but, yeah, but you know how dogs are. Like, I found her, and my friend found her, and I saw her, and she was just like, okay, cool, what's up? Like, it wasn't like, she didn't, I don't think she understood what had happened and how long had passed and how many tears I was crying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at one point, I was walking through this neighborhood at 3 in the morning screaming, because I, you know, I felt really bad about giving her to this training facility with this guy that obviously was just 
a, a ninny because he wasn't even, I don't ninny. know, he's a terrible person. And so I was screaming, I'm so sorry forever. I'll never do that again. <laughs> forever. I love you forever. And this dude thought I was screaming about my ex-girlfriend For or something. Sure. He's like, buddy, she's never coming back. <laughs> and it hurt like even more because I'm like, no, you don't understand my dog. But it, it's too late in the morning to understand <laughs> that. He was so mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I three. If somebody's screaming, I love you forever. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah I love you forever. I'll never do that again. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's all my fault. And then like it seems like a guy that's just had his heart broken. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and also that is the the trick with a with that kind of name is because like people aren't also going to start yelling forever, you know. If it's if it's Max, everybody's like, "No, here, Max." But it's just yeah, yeah. Forever. But yeah. So I mean, that that was the most terrifying thirty plus hours of my life oh, for sure, dude. Well, we know that she doesn't seem very bougie, but let's talk special skills. She does have a very regal walk. She she walks very fancy, so that's a special skill. I think another special skill would be her ability to sleep during anything. Like I yeah. like I said, I'll, I'll watch her on the doggy cams at daycare and she's sleeping while dogs are jumping over her and playing. <laughs> it's just I just don't understand. So <laughs> sleeping, if that's a skill, yeah. that's your special skill. That's great. Any veterinary questions for me? Yes. This is a uh, very simple question. How do I make my dog live forever? Yeah, I know. She will. I just think she will. The That's singularity. The, I'm just going to tell you that she will. I guess my only question is, uh, right now she's moving fine. She's about to be seven. She's shown never had any health issues, like, you know, cool, runs around, still plays fully. When do I have to start uh, with, like, the arthritis and or uh, – joint stuff. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. When to start? Um, I mean, there really do no harm kind of things. I've had Chloe, my dog, on fish oil since she was little. I think if you're if there's like one supplement you're gonna start for joint health, it would be fish oil in my mind, actually, omega fatty acids, so DHA and EPA. Okay. And um it's really highly anti-inflammatory and it's great for skin health, heart health, kidney health, eye health. Um, and join health. And so if you're going to start, well, I would just, I would definitely start it because um, great for maintenance health. And then um, the joint supplements. Um, yeah. I mean, you you know, they're not, they're not completely proven, right? But they're, again, they're do no harm kind of a things. They're good antioxidants. You know, some people wait until they think they see a difference, but I think, you know, around like eight's probably a good age. I probably would just do it. I mean, I give it to, I don't really see a large change in Chloe right now. She's 10. Um, and I think every dog over like eight and especially large breed dogs, almost every dog like over the age of 10 has some degree of arthritis. Yeah. Cause I mean, that, that's what happened with all, with always, he started to, you know, kind of move a little slower. Then that's when I started everything. And I felt like it was almost like you're way too behind the eight ball at that point to catch up. Yeah, it is. It is good to be, I think if you're going to start anything, I would start fish oil and then start the joint supplement. Then it's really, truly a do no harm kind of a thing and hopefully has some protective effects. Uh, so I would start with the fish oil, the joint supplement, and then see how he does from there. 
How she do, how she does. Okay, second question is CBD. Is that is mm. that a good thing, bad thing? Should we be giving our dogs CBD? Yes. Well, in full disclosure, I do have a CBD partnership with a company called Medterra, and I love them. Um, I think though, a lot of it it is great. Uh, you know, anecdotally, I have a lot of clients who really love it. We need a lot more research on it. There has been some research about um, osteoarthritis in dogs and CBD, but we're still doing a lot of research on it. And so it's a really, I think it's going to be a great thing every day, a little bit, a little bit better, but you have to, we don't really know. We've had such little experience in the veterinary field with it, but if you're interested, I would, I would go with a, a safe company, which would be Medterra, knowing how to pick a safe company, which would be like certificates of analysis. Yeah. I guess that, that was going to be a follow-up question is like, there seems to be a lot of things out there and I, I don't yeah, know. exactly. So I would just, they've got a, they got good <laughs> so, stuff. So I would just go with my recommendation, but, um, <laughs> that's what I would do. Um, but if you want to know how to look for a good CBD company, it's going to be a company that has like the good manufacturing practices that has certificates of analysis on, you know, available, which basically tells you like what's really in there is in there and contaminants aren't in there. The Medterra is also certified by the National Animal Supplement Council, which is a third party that also verifies that like what they say is in there is in there. So yeah, they just, they have a lot of, you know, they go through a lot of independent verified third party processes to make sure that at the very least these products are safe and uh, do no harm kind of a thing. So Good a time as any, and you'll like this also, uh, you know, that I'm doing a, a show June 12th in Pennsylvania, Pocono Organics yes. Farm. It's a basically like a CBD farm that they right. they grow the stuff you know that makes CBD. Uh, there's no THC in it, but it smells so fucking crazy in that place. And like you know, oh, yeah? and they've got just bales of CBD. Like, do they have the actual products, or are they just a farm that grows it? Yeah, there's they they there's a store at the front of it also, but like. I mean, you would if if a cop from the '80s walked by, they'd be like, "We gotta raid this place!" Like it <laughs> smells seriously crazy in there. It's gotta be such a fine line between like, yeah, full on, you know, narcotics manufacturing and CBD. Yeah, but the the thing is funny is that it's uh, I'm doing the show there, and they're gonna have CBD cocktails. Yeah, I was gonna ask if they have like CBD beer and yeah. You know. So I think it could be really fun, but I'm also afraid that the crowds is just gonna be knocked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so relaxed, no anxiety. Like, no, we need some anxiety in this crowd. But you have been a fantastic guest. We thank you very much for joining us. And there is only one thing left to do, and that is to determine by way of a quiz if you, Neil Reddy, deserve docs. You know what it is? It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. This is quizzy time, AP version, okay? No more multiple choices. We're just going to... Okay. And, and you are a renowned essayist, so this should be interesting. Yes, yes. I've, I've won so much money for charity organizations. Children's essays. Question one. What do you think Forever dreams about? <laughs> I honestly think she dreams about sleeping and sleeping more. <laughs> Very rarely is she running in her dreams, like... Always used to always run in his dreams. You see the little Paul movie. She is just dead to the world. So I don't know. <laughs> she dreams of yet more sleep. Maybe that. Maybe mascarpone cheese. It's her new thing that she loves. Okay. So. Fancy. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Okay. We will accept that. 
What has your dog trained you to do? Both of my dogs have trained me to be more present in the moment and and just grateful for things. And they've also trained me to kind of realize that I think we're all a little more resilient than we want to believe. But we've all been through terrible things, every one of us. And so I think dogs kind of show you that you can hold on to these things and Every dog holds on to some sort of trauma, especially rescues, but they find a way to move past it and find a way to be happy and find a way to like live. And so I think that's another thing. Just seeing that every single day, it's a good reminder that life is complicated and sucks, but if you break it down to its simplest forms, you can find something to be grateful for. Oh, that is an extremely sincere answer, sir. We did not expect that answer. That's right. Uh, (laughs) And you know what? I'm going to say you got that one right also. Okay, she trained me to give her belly rubs at all times. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Neil, he's such a funny guy. He just talked about depression and and mental health and and how dogs have helped him all the time. It's hilarious. Well, you're playing with house money already. So final question. If you came home to three forevers two of them being clones, how would you know who the real forever was? Uh, I think you just would know through the energy. Because, I mean, that's the thing about cloning, too. I don't think uh, you should clone your dog. Because you just want a dog that looks alike. But none of us are just how we look. And So if you have an identical twin, everyone's gone through different stuff. So I would just know just based on what forever has gone through and what we've gone through together which one is my dog? Because those other dogs look exactly like her, but they haven't gone through the same shit. So you just you would just know that. And uh, also, she's got a little scar right here, so I would use that too. <laughs> yep, that would have been the easier way to do that, Neil. Uh, <laughs> you almost got it wrong, but then you clinched it at the end. What's the scar from? I don't know. When I when I got her, she just had it, okay. it was like a wound, I guess. When badass. Yeah. Whatever. She, so. She's been in the pound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it turns out, either way, you deserve, you deserve dogs. She did it. Yeah, we did it, guys. <laughs> uh, Neil, tell people where, where to find you, please. Uh, you can just find me on uh, Instagram. It's at Neil Loves You. All spelled out N E A L L O V E S Y O U. Neil Loves You. Spelled out. Fantastic. Very cute. Well, dude, thank you so much for hanging out. And. Uh, Good luck with everything. Hell yeah. Yay, thanks. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. 
All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.